Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be asking about his dick. <laughs> Michael, Yo, that was hey, that's why he's the favorite on here. That was man, crazy. that was quick. I didn't know you were so witty. That's got to be an intro. Man, that's impressive. <laughs> that's got to be the intro. <laughs> that was nice. Yo, that was crazy. Let's uh let's do these iTunes reviews right off the bat before we start rambling and shit and forget. So as uh, we promised, guys, if you were listening to this on live, go leave us a review and you can get chance to get some free programming from me and Theo. Um, so we're gonna go through these reviews. We got a couple good ones and we said we would pick the top one. We wanted five, I think it was. So again, we're gonna do the same thing. We need five five star reviews and a uh a or a five-star rating and a review, and then we're going to pick the best one, and we're going to help you guys out with some we'll programming. a five-star review, too. Yeah. That just depends on us and how we rate it. Right, exactly. So uh, we got um, You Guys Are My AM Routine. So this is from uh, Sierra Nicholas. Shout out to them. They said, uh, Michael and Cody are seriously the best. I'm training for a half marathon, and they are who I listen to while I'm running. I love that they share their own life and their personalities, not just fitness talk. When they are talking – fitness it's amazing i'm a fitness coach and they have helped me help my clients understand certain things it's great to hear another person's perspective they are bomb.com if you're not listening to them what are you doing yeah fuck that one <laughs> they don't like you. well bro. done michael yeah. sorry sierra we can't we it's a, it's a three-way agreement <laughs> theo's upset that you didn't shout out his name so we're gonna have to go to the next one this is this is a good point though for hey. for coaches learn learn names yeah exactly goes a long right? way it really goes does. a long really way does. no hard feelings though i i understand what she meant all right so, so real, i spit out the fire thank you thank you for listening time. i know yeah, that's do. what i was i was dying she picked your she fast forwards through the right. part it's the 15 second fast forward every time she must really like you because it's just me hey. shitting on you the whole time so oh again yeah we probably that like, guy i want to like get us Cody's to like fave also shout out to our listeners we've been bumping up in the itunes ranking and we're like number bumping 15 right and, and i know there's an algorithm so we jump around a lot but at the end of the day if you're in the top 50 top 100 of health right. and fitness that's right. a huge deal so thank yeah, you guys so podcasts. much yeah big time but i'm thinking like i wonder if we have listeners that listen a lot and they're like certain people that like as soon as you say something to me they're like man fuck him probably and then they got fans that don't yeah. like me that they're yeah. like yeah fuck that guy yeah tell yeah him yeah <laughs> Uh, Get on Cody. All right, so we're gonna pick uh, that weird ass dad hat. <laughs> Always wearing the yeah. dad hat, bro. Go to soccer practice, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Gilbertson. That's our uh, that's our choice. I just recently discovered the podcast. I listened to a few fitness page podcasts. Blah 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 blah. It's a great shit. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It's long, but Dude, read the whole thing. All right, all right. Are you kidding all right. me? You can't just pick that one and then not read it. I listened yeah. to a few, and it was five star, by the way. I listen to a few fitness-based podcasts, but Mind vs. Muscle has consistent and solid content. It's always something new and very informative. Keep up the great work, guys, and I'll always be listening. Trevor Gilbertson, five stars. Well done, Trevor. I like that. What was that? I don't know. Maybe my fridge? I don't know, man. That shit tripped me out. All right. Anyway, Trevor Gilbertson, uh, what you need to do is email us. At, it, it's just mindversmuscle at gmail.com. Yep. Is that what it is? So shoot us an email at mindversemuscle at gmail.com and you can just uh, put in the subject line that you are the uh, review winner and we'll, and we'll get in touch with you and we'll set things up. Okay? And, and also let us know what you know about Cody now that you didn't know before. I'm interested to see what he comes up with. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> 
I don't know him, so I mean, <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to see what he remembers. Yeah. It's probably the dad hat. So, uh, that's what everybody always remembers. Let's, uh, dude, I, so I went um, to the float tank last night, right? So, last time I went to the float tank, I'm a big fan. Had a great session. Great recovery. Felt great. Bought a pack because I was like, I might as well buy a few. I'm going to keep going because mm-hmm. I just really need to focus on recovery. So I go last night at 9 p.m. I'm like, dude, this is going to shut me down, get great meditation. I'm going to go pass out, get some good sleep. I'm really trying to like recover this week before the next 90-day outcomes start. And I get in this thing, and my earplugs aren't working, right? And I'm like getting frustrated. So I lay down, and I finally get them to work, and I lay down, and I'm just like chilling. And I can feel my eczema like breaking out. My arms start burning, bro. Yeah, like it's it's calmed down, but you can see a little bit right there Damn. still. My neck, dude, and then all of a sudden my eyes start <laughs> burning, dude. So I'm tripping. I'm in this thing, and then of course the, my mindset, ah, <laughs> bro, <laughs> no, my mindset is I stop and I'm just like, just like like beast mode through it, and I laid there for like ten minutes just in pain, <laughs> and then I finally get out. And showered and, and I come out and she's like, how was your flow? And I was like, it wasn't that great. And she's like, do you have hives? And I was like, oh. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So you yeah. didn't stay the whole time. Oh no. I got oh, out okay. after like 30 minutes wow. total. Yeah. yeah. I stayed in there for like Dude, 15 minutes. How did minutes. you even stay in there that long? <laughs> your skin is <laughs> <was> just burning <laughs> off. <laughs> I was trying to overcome it, man. It was like, wow. It's in my head. It's in my, I don't know, man. It's good. Ego. Yeah. Ego is the enemy. There's a lesson there. <laughs> so did they, they comped it. They, they were like, we're not going to charge you. But yeah, I come out. She's like, do you have hives? I'm like, no, but I have serious eczema right now and it's breaking out. My eyes are burning. <laughs> Was it bad before That's you got there? Funny. No, I I haven't had dude. I've I've been staying away from uh, most things that cause yeah. it. Yeah, no issues. Hmm. That's wow. interesting. Crazy. So I don't know what they put in that that salt that's, water that's or whatever, crazy. man. Like. I don't know. But I, you've done it before, though. And yeah, it didn't that's do what that, I'm right? saying. Yeah, did they forget to clean huh. it or? Or maybe you ate something and then that just kind of triggered it yeah because like the salt brings out that's fucking opens crazy. up your pores yeah. a lot and all that stuff i don't know that's man, it was painful that reminds me of uh that episode of uh luke cage where he like they they created this bullet that will like break his skin and then he actually gets shot and then they're going to uh to open him up and they have to they're like experimenting like what's going to like allow his skin to be uh uh, to get cut that through, open. right? Yeah. So they can perform surgery and shit on him. And it's like these two people and they put him in like a fucking tank of acid. And it's, <laughs> and it's just, ah, that's what like I just was thinking about when you were saying that. Like, dude, get out. Yeah, like, right. What are you doing? You don't got to do that. Uh, I haven't got that far. Yeah, go kids, take a but, bath or something, you know? Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> thank God they have a shower in there because I got out and I like stayed in their shower for a good five, ten minutes and just tried to, dude, it was horrible. It's fucked, but I feel good today, though. I mean, the 20 minutes I got was nice. I slept good. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever, but... I still got to try out the, the cryo chamber that, I know, that Kaiser recommended. That's what I was going to say is I actually texted her where it was, so I'm going to go check that out instead, see if I like that better, and just maybe give away my... Because I still have three floats on my thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I saw uh, Dean Somerset. He, he recently just posted about um, cryotherapy, and he was, like, saying about, like, how it's bullshit. And so I, I read it and he was like, look, I'm from uh, Edmonton, which is in, in Canada. He was like, it's frozen there pretty much almost like year round. And like nobody goes outside to, you know, what I mean, to reduce inflammation like it's just cold. But Dean Somerset is actually one of my favorite strengthening, whatever. He's, he's a, a smart coach. Dude, yeah, yeah. He's a smart dude. Uh, probably the 
the most buff mobile yeah. guy that I've ever <laughs> seen, like crazy mobile, but like, yeah, incredibly smart. I respect him a lot, but at the same time, like ice does, like if you ice your ankle, like it reduces inflammation, yeah. like it works. So I'm, I'm curious as to why. I still think, I think the cryo is, is colder than it would be outside. Oh, yeah, it's like negative. That's what I'm saying. You have 150 to, certain places in Canada. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like not where there's a civilized town. You know what right. I mean? So I think that might. Be, I mean, he could have been stirring up controversy. You yeah. don't know. That's always a good way to get some traffic. Yeah, <laughs> like I would do yeah. it too. He's he's a smart dude. I was I'm actually interested. gonna speaking of like mobility and everything. I was gonna ask you like we haven't talked about our training, and I know a lot of listeners are always curious about what we're doing. Yeah. What have uh, what have you been doing? Like I know you were like really focused on powerlifting, and you started a program. How's that going? Are you still running the same style of stuff? So I was doing the I was doing the West Side Barbell Conjugate Method. Um, I've changed that up um, recently. Uh, there, it's it's still very similar, but now I'm just really trying to have a little bit more uh, fun with my training. You know, I, there was there's a period. And I always go through these periods and I, and I notice it now, especially doing the, uh, the seminar with, with Christian Thibodeau, I've, I've become a lot more aware of like, really like what gets me going. And so now I'm, I'm still focusing on those main lifts. So squat, bench, deadlift. Um, and when you came in yesterday, you saw me, you saw me deadlifting, um, still working on my mobility. And actually I was testing my overhead squat yesterday with just like a dowel and like, I mean, I can perform an overhead squat and still keep my chest up, which if you remember when I came in and first started doing yeah, squat to stands, no. like my butt wasn't even coming anywhere near the ground, right? right? So my, my mobility is still improving. I'm constantly working on that. Still get some tightness in my upper back. Um, so again, like I still, I still know where I need to uh, improve and I'm, I'm working on that. But a lot of it now is just hitting those big three. And then from there, I just do like whatever I want, like in it's, it's accessory work that's relevant, but but at the same time, it's not the same thing week to week. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I like that style of training a lot better. I'm, I'm more motivated to, to get into the gym and, and and get a training session in. Um, and like, it, it just sucks when you have to, uh, power through a workout like that's good sometimes for like you know like mental strength and yeah and stuff like that but like you don't want to do that all the time because then stress levels are just elevated and then you really start to have to think about like you know where are my results going to go from here so if you see especially for coaches out there um because there was a few coaches who who left some really good reviews and said that we helped them uh with their clients like this is actually probably a big piece to the puzzle that a lot of coaches are missing like they're making their clients do something that they don't want to do yeah now really it comes down to experience and awareness a lot of what christian thibodeau was talking about how there's you know three different personality types we won't talk about that it takes a lot more study and, and and research and for us to go in depth but you know, he pretty much broke it down to where, you know, he, he looked at these three personality types. He, he comes from a, psych, a psychology background, super smart guy, um, and he just applied it to training. So I'm one of the personality types where, yeah, I can do like a big lift and I can do that consistently, but I can only do a certain amount of sets and reps. And then the accessory work or the assistance work, whatever you want to call it, like lunges and stuff like that, have to change week to week for me in, in order for me to stay motivated and, and intrigued and, and really fired up to work out. Yeah, it's funny how like as you're listening to him go, you realize like what like what personality type you are. And then 
why certain things work so well or why you have certain habits. Like my worst habit, and it's really not a bad thing, but I always thought it was a bad thing, is I always want to switch my accessory work. Like I'll do, like I'm dialed in where I'm like doing percentage-based big three, like all the time, sticking to the script. And then it's like, man, I don't feel like doing a one-arm row today. I'm going to switch it up, do T-bar. And like in my head, I'm like, fuck, I messed up the program. Right. But in reality, like that's totally fine. You're still doing a horizontal row, right? So like hearing him say that was like a big eye opener for me too. And like knowing that you can do that with clients as well. Yeah. So definitely for coaches, like check in with your, with your clients and like, you know, there's, and, and when he said that too, like I also noticed, especially for me, like, I don't have some of my clients on programs. They want to just come in and just and just train and, and switch yeah. it up week to week. Yeah. And they said that. So they don't know about, you know, kind of like the science behind it, but their body is just sending them signals and they're listening to it, right? And then they're voicing their opinion to me. Exactly. So for me not to listen to that would, would be pretty stupid. If, if I were to put my own beliefs in the way and say, no, you're going to get the best results from right. being on a program that's going to be the same week to week, you know, I'm shooting them in the foot. Yeah. And then those people aren't going to want to train with me. And that's anymore. the thing is like, you're going to get the best results being engaged. Right. Right. And that, that was like a huge takeaway for me. He was like, you can put them on the program that you think will be best, but they're not going to give it their all. Right. They're not going to lift as much. Like yeah. that's the big key. And they, they also don't have to know. I mean, and, and you can tell it too. Like you can, you can educate them, but their, their goal is always going to be relevant. It's not just like, okay, well, you know, this Monday we're going to do uh, deadlifts and, uh, the next Monday, you know, we're, we're not going to do where, you know, we're going to do something else that, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, there's still a very, uh, uh, fixed approach, right? Like yeah. you, you have that goal in mind and then you program around that, but you know, you're going to train the same movement patterns, but you're just switching the variation. And that's the art of the programming, week. right? Behind right. the scenes. Right. And I think that's like, there's, and then there's the other people that, and they voice this to me the same way. Like, they want to come in Monday knowing that they are doing deadlift for mm-hmm. four sets of five reps. Mm-hmm. They're doing a bench press right after that. So they know like, okay, like I'm going to get ready for this. I'm going to do this hip mobility. I'm going to sleep good. You know what I mean? Cause they get stress and anxiety when they come in right. They're like, what the fuck we're doing? Right. What? Like, so and that's, I, I realized that for me too, it's, I approach percentages differently than I do. Um, like a three rep max, right? Because when you give me a percentage, you're giving me a limit. You feel like you're stuck at and that. And I feel yeah. like I'm stuck at that, right? Versus well, if, not, I'm, if I'm going to do a three rep max, it's like, okay, yeah. I this was my three rep max the last time, I'm going to fucking beat it. Yeah, but at the same time, like with like work up to a three RM, like I like that better too because it's relative to that day. Mm-hmm. Like, did you sleep well? Are you under stress? Did, or like, do you have like tight hips today? Right. Maybe your three rep max today is 50 pounds less. That's okay. Right. right, right. That's like the smartest way. And that's why like, I like percentages, but then sometimes like being okay saying like, okay, like I understand I'm supposed to hit 235 today, but I'm just going to drop it down because I'm not feeling right. the best. Like don't get stuck to the number, but sometimes the number is good to guide. So it's really a key. But, uh, so are you doing, um, four days a week lifting three days a week? So, uh, three days a week, um, uh, squat day, uh, bench day, and then deadlift day. And actually you'd reverse that. Um, are you doing so full deadlift, body on all the bench. days? Um, yeah. See, and that's what like, dude, I've been, I was doing like five and six days a week for the longest time. Cause I was getting ready for that sh- uh, photo shoot. And like, all that really mattered was, uh, that, you know, and then I switched, I pulled it back to four days a week just to give my body a break. Mm-hmm. 
deloaded, still didn't feel recovered, deloaded again, still didn't feel recovered, started boxing, yeah. s- still didn't feel yeah. recovered. And like, it's getting to the point where I'm like, okay, like I work more now. Like I have a crazy schedule right now. Like I need to like, just actually know what the fuck to do. So I created a new program that was forties a week. Everything felt good. But then by day four, I'm smoked. You know right. what I mean? So I'm like, okay, so I'm about to start three days a week again. Yeah. Cause it just makes more sense. And I have boxing days a week. One day we'll be conditioning or some kind of fun, which I need to, prioritize anyway because like he'll be saying to me too like your arms short yet your shoulders short i'm like no i'm cool but like as soon as we start sparring two minutes out i'm tapped out yeah, bro my yeah. heart and like cardio yeah, wise i'm like acid build up as i'm well. like yeah. cardio wise i'm i'm smashed oh, okay. so like that's why i'm adding airdyne bike at the end of every single session and stuff because that's to me i was like man fuck i come in here as a trainer and i'm sparring with this guy and after right. two minutes i'm like just toast <laughs> like that's not fun so this is a funny funny uh little story uh about the the assault bike because um, i i love to give my clients that certain clients i don't give everybody the assault bike and uh <laughs> one of them said uh do you ever do you ever do the assault bike <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> i'd never do it well why the fuck do you give it to me yeah. then? and i you know I, I actually you know i was just like well because i hate you right <laughs> like i was just joking obviously but then it just turned into you know like really saying like, well, you're somebody who like, you like it. You're just questioning, like, you know what I mean? Right. We're just having fun right now. Um, and, and they voiced that they really liked the assault bike in the past too. Um, and that they liked that metabolic effect. But for me, there's no way again, like if I, if I had that in like week to week, if I had to do the assault bike, yeah, you know, blow my fucking brains out. I like, I avoided it because it's just like, there's so much lactic acid in your legs. Like your heart rate goes through the roof. But like I said, as I was getting ready for that show, I just knew that that was the most effective fat loss tool. If I wanted to get something done in less than 10 minutes right. and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And then I kind of grew to like it cause it, it's a way to push. But, um, Tim Ferriss came out with this thing that was, uh, they did some study and he, he put it on his podcast and then Joe DeFranco heard it and then he started doing it. And that's what he does for his cardio. And it's called the, the one minute interval or something mm-hmm. like that which is clickbait because it's really 10 minutes but um so you do three minute warm-up just at a low intensity and then 20 seconds on two minutes off and ends up being 10 minutes or you can go right off the gate 20 seconds okay on. so one minute will work yeah exactly okay. but okay. it's great like 10 right. minutes and you're done so now i'm doing that at the end of every session so i'm doing boxing twice a week and then four days a week i'll do that pretty mm-hmm. much um, my fourth day, well, like starting next week, like I said, I'm gonna do full body just cause I like, I'm just smashed, yeah. but, but that way I can get, cause my whole thing is like, I just want to be able to like last in there. You know what I mean? So I'm want to be able to get used to my heart rate jumping up that yeah. high and everything, yeah. but no, I'm excited. I haven't done just three days a week or a full body training program in a long time, but I think it's, I think it's what I need. I think when I go back to, cause I will go back. I, I love the, the West side barbell, um, you know, conjugate method, uh, upper lower, the, the upper lower, um, and just how they approach training. But it's, a, I mean, it's a lot. You yeah. Know, like, and I think I personally think it's one of the best programs for a guy to build strength, build muscle, burn fat. Like it mm-hmm. gives you enough especially if you program the volume right. But my, like the reason I don't want it right now is just because like, I pretty much live at two houses right now. Like work has been, I just been grinding so much on that, that like, I think people forget about that, right? Like the gym used to be kind of like my way to get away, but it is another stress. Mm -hmm. So it just overloaded my body. You know what I mean? And then I try to float tank and break out and fucking hive. So it's like, I can't recover anyway. (laughs) I'm going to try again. Uh, All right. Let's, uh,
We got some questions. We got a lot of questions. Yeah. All right. The first one, how come you have some of your clients do deadlifts from blocks? That's a great question. You so, know, it's funny when, when you put that in the group message, I was typing up Michael's program and I was literally writing deadlift from pull. blocks. Yeah. yeah, it was hella funny. <laughs> it's like good. So it, it's kind of like what we just talked about and, it, and it's one way to approach it, right? Like if somebody, for somebody like me, for me to come in and do the same variation of deadlift, um, you know, week to week, I'm going to get, I'm going to get burnt out. Um, and, th- and there's a few different reasons, but this is probably one of the main reasons and like you can change up the variation. So if you want to improve and this, I actually got this from before I listened to Christian Thibodeau, I actually got this from Louis Simmons and the conjugate method, which was, um, we don't want to train like they hardly ever do They're power lifters. They hardly ever do deadlifts from the floor, um, until like their competition, right? They'll right. go like a year or two, like they can go a long period of time without ever pulling from the floor and they do different variations. So they could do, um, again, like block pulls, they'll do certain, um, certain, uh, uh, elevation, right? It could be two, three, four inches. Um, they could do even higher than that. So if for somebody who's taller, it might be, uh, you know, just below the knees. So what that does is that again, like it just changes up and they, you know, they've done a very good job of, uh, you know, creating this culture to where people know exactly what they're going to get and they attract that certain type of person. So for them, it it works. And, uh, so for them to change it up, it, it keeps these guys fired up also with the block pull. When you, whenever you do partial reps, you're, you're really training to lift a, like, you know, let's say we're doing block pulls at 80% of your one rep max, right? So you're moving a heavy load, um, really fast, right. Or, you know, faster than you normally would. Cause those first, there's those first couple inches are really, you know, the difficult portions of, of the deadlift. So when you move that 80% at a higher speed, your nervous system is like, you know, loves it. Right. Yeah. And, it, and you're training your body to really, uh, to really just blow through that that weight, so you then, get like a big neurological benefit exactly, from that, right? Yeah. Right, right. So uh, again, there's a few different reasons, um, and and those are those are just a couple. But for me, the big one is just to change things up, especially as of right now, and that I've become more aware of it. Um, but in the past, I really just did it because like. I wanted to improve that one rep max. Right. So when I did do it, I just created more speed um, throughout yeah. the lift. And that's, I mean, that's key for any strength, right? Because a lot of people forget that, like, you can be big as hell, but that doesn't mean you're strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, majority of strength, like pure brute strength, is actually neurological. So right. if you can't create your nervous system uh, to adapt that way and be explosive, then you're not going to be as strong. Right. I like it because a um, couple reasons. I mean, for me, I started doing off blocks and stuff because it allowed me to lift more weights and I can get my lats engaged more. I wanted a bigger back. That was like my first reasoning. My second reasoning was because I had low back issues. Yep. So when it's elevated, there's less likelihood of the spinal erectors taking over when you're not pulling right, from the floor right. because you don't have to get so low. So for people who ever have low back issues, block poles are a great option yeah, to go heavy with, right? Say that, yeah. Now, if you are going lighter and you're focusing on form and negatives and getting a hamstring stretch, then you can pull from the floor, right? Like, so it's, it's just, like he said, you, it, there are different variations for different goals and switching up the variations for the same goal is key, right? So you never want to do the same thing. Um, my big thing is just just saving the low back, um, being able to go a little heavier and really getting the lats engaged. For me, it's like 
I, I run into a ton of people that struggle firing their lats during a deadlift. So if you can put them up on blocks and teach them to go heavy and create tension and reset at the bottom every time, then you go back to the floor, they're way more likely to be able to do more weight. So with the guys who I've had on this, this last six week phase, I had them doing the conjugate method and before they started with their deadlifts, they were doing straight arm pull downs, right? And it wasn't, I explained it. I was like, look, we're only going to do two sets. Um, and we're, I think it was like at 12 to 15 reps. Um, but I want you to like squeeze when you're in that end range. So when you're done, you shouldn't feel like Fatigued. you just completely tapped out your lats, yeah. right? Activate, but you, don't you, fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And everybody is saying that like they're, Game you know, changer. exactly like they're, they're a lot more, uh, definition in their in their lats in their back and now when they do single arm rows because you know yep. when they were doing single arm rows it was like oh well, I'm no, I'm I'm not really feeling yeah. my lats but now it's it's a whole different so we just connected that yeah it's finding that mind muscle exactly connection. exactly that's the biggest thing right because if you teach your body how to activate it through a, an easier movement like that then you go to a difficult movement where it doesn't usually it's more likely to do so because right. you get that neurological connection right like I think that's huge. All right, we got a battle of the oils. Yes. Co <laughs> did Coconut. I, did I give you a name for that one? Are we shouting out names? Who was the first one from? Let's give names. Yeah, we don't have names for a while. Uh, who was the first one from? Do you remember? I can't remember. Off the block. It was a great question. Uh, the oils <laughs> The oils was uh, Catherine Anton. Excellent. Excellent. So she's my client, but I, I'm trying to remember if which client it was, but I'm almost positive. If not, Catherine gets a shout out. Katie. Battle of the oils. <laughs> Coconut versus olive. When should I cook? Shit. I can't. <laughs> Come on, Michael. You're the favorite on this show. Yeah. You which, can't be fucking which up one, now. Which one should I cook with and how often? Um... I think that you should cook with both. And this is like kind of what I said. I think that people always like I, it's it blows my mind that it happens in fitness, too, but more so in nutrition. There's always something to demonize like, ah, it's gluten. Right. Fuck gluten. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or it's carbohydrates right. or it's fat. Right. So and, that, and then the paleo guys and the bulletproof coffee guys came and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> saturated fat, everything. Right. right? Like, right. let's just eat butter. And so, well, I mean, they all have good. <laughs> They all have good benefits, right? So like polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and saturated fat should all have a third of your uh, like ratio of how much fat you're taking in, right? So that it doesn't need to be perfectly spit ratioed out in thirds, but that would be ideal, right? So what I do is I actually don't have coconut oil just because I don't like the taste of what I cook with usually, um, but I'll go back and forth between olive oil and then um, grass-fed uh, butter. Oh, okay love cooking a butter. So I just go back and forth between the two. And that's what I would recommend. Like split it up, go back and forth. So Monday, one, Tuesday, the next, that's the smartest thing to do because they both have tons of benefits. And if you can get your body to get used to having both, if you can get nutrients from both then your ratios of omega threes are better then your gut health bacteria is better. Everything is just better if you have more variety. Right. Um, but at the same time, like look at your diet. So if you're eating a ton of saturated fat already, maybe you do stick to more olive oil, right? So I, I tend to cook in olive oil more often um, for a couple reasons. One, Shannon's Italian, so that's all she cooks in. Um, but two, I eat like butter on other things. I eat a lot of eggs. I eat fatty fish. I eat fish oil. That's like a bunch of omega-3s, a bunch of saturate, saturated fats. And I don't really eat a lot of um, other types of fats. So I tend to use things like olive oil. She's Italian? Yeah. What's your last name? Katzer. 
It doesn't sound Italian. It doesn't sound Italian at all. It sounds like it's from Antarctica or something. <laughs> Antarctica. Well, is is Antarctica? Is, is that a uh, Jesus? I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that's United States <laughs> for a sec. Mm-hmm. What kind of people are in Antarctica? Well, there's none. Penguins. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's no. I guess because Happy like feet. the people that go up there are from USA, but I would. The, yeah. Yeah, they're going up there. Well, she's Bye. she's a she's a mutt you would uh consider because she's got like uh she's mainly italian but she's got like polish and then something else in her yeah. too you know i'm I mean? mainly just, just white trash and we just cook with crisco <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> bro, bro, yeah yeah <laughs> that's gross bro why you can get it in like the big like Cri- club. uh dude Crisco lasts a long time that's hella nasty yeah bury your fats guys bury your fats that's that's the big takeaway there all right What's the difference between whey protein and a whey protein isolate, and which should I be using? This is uh, straight, I don't know that Kelsey bullshit. Bender. Um, you handle that one? Whey protein isolate. It's it's isolated protein, so it's pretty much what it sounds like. There's no carbs and fats, so it's so that's it's what like I would pure. recommend. It's pure protein, right? So that's what I would recommend because then you can avoid a bunch of artificial fillers and like if you're if you're drinking a protein powder shake that has five grams of fat per serving, you got to wonder like what those, that fat is coming from. You know what I mean? It just, and then if there's 15 grams of carbs, like it's probably maltodextrin and all these unnatural things. My, my suggestion is just the less ingredients, the less macros, the better, like single macro uh, food is best. So always isolate. Plus it saves you calories. I mean, that's the biggest thing if you're dieting. And didn't you tell me before when I had that question that the isolate was better for digestion in my stomach? Yeah, most yeah. likely, yeah, especially because you have issues there, but mainly just because what I said, there's not a bunch of shit in there that you don't know what it right. is, right? There's less ingredients on the ingredient list. Um, it's more likely to be pure. I would definitely suggest that because it's just pure whey protein, and it's going to save you calories when you're dieting. Yeah. Word <laughs> up. Hey, shout out to Keith the Barber real quick, man. God. You Marquise. See that? Dude, he's nice. I told you. I've been telling you to go there. Taper's nice. He's good. He is, bro. He is. He's good. All right, we got. We also have a snacks question, and I'm not sure who this snacks. one is from. A snacks question? Yeah, this might have been. We'll read it. They. I think Kelsey had three, so this might be from her too. I've been trying to limit my intake of Quest bars because they are very processed, but they're such a good source and snack that fills me up and gives me 20 grams of protein. So, what is a good on-the-go replacement for a protein bar? Nuts. Yeah, I think I think I switched up Kelsey and Catherine's, but shout out, shout to, out to them all. Yeah, yeah. shout out to um, everybody. So, I would say, I mean, the thing is, is like, there's no like bars that are really great. Like, you know what I mean? It really depends. So, like, you can get a really healthy bar that doesn't have many ingredients, but they're usually super high calories because it's just grounded up nuts. Right. right. And then you're eating 20 grams of fat yeah. from nuts. Put some honey and in dates there. And yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking yeah. bomb. But what bar like, is that? <laughs> kind bar <laughs> you know like rx bars are super healthy because they have like like four ingredients yeah or some super shit. healthy but again like not much protein more mm-hmm. carbs like so my first suggestion is just try to stay away from bars for the most it's part like last resort huh? yeah but at the end of the day like actually quest bars aren't the worst out there there's like glorif- there's a lot of glorified but they're chocolate whack. bars they're whack though yeah, they're not the best. In my <laughs> opinion, they're not the best. But they do have, I mean, they have a lot of fiber. They're good. I would go, I mean, the Oh Yeah uh, One Bars oh, are yeah, way yeah. better. Oh, yeah. Those are bomb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I didn't even mean to do that actually. <laughs> but yeah, they are bomb. The you know what I like is Man, taking the, the texture quest. is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And putting it in the microwave, was that what you're gonna say? Uh no. In the oven? Yeah, I take the you quest bar. Warm it up. I get it nice and gooey. I put it in the oven. See, like you could do it in I take microwave like a microwave like that though. You like, I take like a scoop of like ice cream and put it on the quest bar and like it's like a dessert. Yeah. A lot of people do that with like those low calorie ice creams. Or the, shit. yeah, the ones I'm thinking of are like Halo Top. Yeah, it's like not ice cream, but ice cream. Yeah, there's Arctic it's, Zero and then there's yeah, Halo Top. Yeah, those. So you could use, Halo Top is way better. Use those with the Quest Bar. It's, yeah, I've heard of that too. Makeshift dessert. I would go with oh yeah, one bars. They have the same amount of fiber. They taste better. Uh, must the Muscle Farm bars are decent. They're pretty good. But 20 grams of protein got, in a Quest Bar. They got bar. a lot of. Uh, ingredients in that too yeah that mean if, they all do if you just had like a handful of beef jerky would that be about 20 oh grams? absolutely mm-hmm. so. i eat a bag of beef jerky it's like 35 grams protein yeah and ten dollars a lot of people True. freak out about <laughs> sodium with uh with beef jerky yeah you don't gotta worry about sodium if, if you're training like if you're if you're somebody listening to this podcast you have no worries with sodium don't worry about yeah. it if you're if you are like doing a, a like a weight cut for fighting and you have to weigh in or you're going on stage and you possibly have to monitor things maybe differently the last final yeah. weeks like week and a half otherwise nobody if anything you should have like i don't think anybody should restrict salt from their diet i put salt in everything i eat yeah. because i want to stay hydrated but, that. all right well also on the topic of food and i'm not sure this might be from the same person as well how do you manage eating and drinking when you go out for a meal? Like alcohol. Alcohol. I'm not, I mean, I'm really not that much of a drinker. Like we had dinner uh, last weekend and I had some wine, but even then I think I had like three glass. That's, that's the most I've had in a long time other than my birthday yeah. when everybody was just getting <laughs> me annihilated. Yeah. Um, but I really don't drink like so You only me, had like three or four glasses. When? Uh, at Shannon's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had three glasses. But I think, like, man, I was, I think I definitely yeah, you had, had like six. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I poured myself another. I was like, I'm gonna finish this bottle. Yeah. And then I look at the clock. It's 12:30. I, I was like, oh shit. I looked at, it, I looked at you too when you did that. I was like, okay, I didn't want any more. I, but I <laughs> <laughs> he just wow. finished the bottle off, looking at his glass. I was like, all right. Yeah, I couldn't see the clock either because it was yeah. behind me, and I knew Cody's like a shitty host. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I got dinner, some. bro. We, Shannon, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the wine. Uh, anyway, uh, I just like I would. It, it's hard to say. Like, if you want, like the the answer of somebody, like, so if I'm gonna answer this to somebody who like has extreme physique goals, like who really wants to lose weight right now and cut body fat, then I would say limit it to once a week and stick with like vodka sodas or vodka diet cokes and stuff like that because obviously lower calories. Now during the day, cut down your fats so you can make room for calories and alcohol is actually processed in the body. It's metabolized down in the body, similar to how uh, fats lipids are. So if you're going to take anything out of your diet, it should not be protein. It probably shouldn't be carbs because you need that for fuel and performance. And you don't want to like get shitty drunk off a shot because you need something to soak it up. So I would say take fats out now. But if you like wine though, well, that's what I was going to say is I, that's all I drink, right? right. So just, just moderate, right? right? Like, So my thing is like if I know I like to drink. So when I drink, I do have like six glasses. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm gonna, I always have like an omelet for breakfast. I'm just going to do egg whites instead of whole eggs, and I'm not going to cook it in olive oil. That saves me 
20 grams of fat. Like that right there is like three glasses of wine, right? And it's really easy because I just load up on veggies. So just make smart choices. Even if you don't track your macros, like look at your meals. Like, okay, instead of steak, I'm going to have chicken. Instead of salmon, I'm going to have white fish. Like very, very simple things. Take the avocado out of your salad. Like very basic things and then just keep it moderate. And then the next day, don't stress. Go back to your diet. Like if you're drinking every night, you just need to stop drinking every night. Yeah. But if you're drinking once a week, you can you can get by with that without really having yeah. too much damage. That's, that's what I do. All right. And again, I don't know the, the name on this one, so. We'll do better about that next time. Shout out whoever this one is. Um, have you ever benched twice a week? Oh, this is uh, man, man vs. Weights. Okay. My boy Travi. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> have you ever benched twice a week tp i was thinking about doing that instead of just once a week like i have been i said yes yeah i think i i mean it depends what your goal is like how you go about it but i personally think if you have a body part or a lift you want to grow or get stronger in you should do it twice yeah, a week. it comes down to repetition too yeah. and like you can uh you can periodize it as well so like just don't do max effort bench press probably, you know, yeah. a few times a week. You yeah. gotta, you gotta approach it a little bit differently, but like the DUP program. Yeah, right? exactly. Example, and, and you can do like the DUP program is, well, I mean, technically DUP, it's a way of periodizing. So DUP could be twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, whatever. Right. But I think that the issue is, is like once people start doing things three times a week, they either overdo it. Um, they get injury on their joints or they, it's just not as fun because I know for me, like I would rather do it twice a week, be able to do bench and then some higher volume sets so I can get a pump. Like that's more fun. You can focus a little bit harder rather than doing like three or four sets of bench three times a week. You're not really able to really get into the lift, right? right? So two times a week is I think the golden one. And then just do like the, I, I think the best way to go is one day higher rep, lighter weight, one day uh, lower rep, heavier weight. So you're getting a little bit of strength, a little bit of hypertrophy. And then just alternate it. So maybe one upper body day you do a heavy bench with a lighter overhead press. And then the next day you do a heavy overhead press with a lighter yeah. bench press, right? Maybe it's dumbbells and barbells, you know what I mean, switching it up. So, so for me, and now I'm, I'm going based purely off of a feel. So my, my, days can, my days can change. So if I feel like, man, like there's no way that I'm going to lift efficiently at a heavier weight with, with lower reps, I might still do the lower reps but then do do it more for speed. So at like 60 to 70%, right? Control the eccentric and then just punch through it. Right. So not, I mean, again, that's just, that's just how I go about it just because I'm, uh, I'm working on becoming a little bit more uh, intuitive as well. Like I'm always working on that, but um, you know, that way I feel like I'm going to get, the biggest bang for my buck. And a lot of it is, is not feeling like I'm going to crash at the end of the week. Right. Like I want to feel, I want to feel good at the end of the week yeah. and not like burnt out. And like, I have to sleep 10 hours to, well, and I think, I think that to recover one, it comes with experience to be able to do that. But I think it's like, people got to remember that in most situations, sticking to a program is probably going to be your best bet. Now let's say one day, like, your shoulders bugging you so you change it to a parallel push-up with a slow negative mm -hmm. or like a dumbbell floor press instead of a bench like that makes sense that's okay but for the most part you're okay doing five sets five four weeks in a row and then the other day four sets of eight on dumbbell bench right. press right? right but like people got to remember our lifestyles are a little bit different mm -hmm. so you you hoop you do mobility you train um you walk your dog constantly you're shooting videos for content yeah. you're helping at uh 
clients. So that's a lot of different exercises, right. right? For me, I skateboard. Now I'm boxing. Now I'm uh, doing training all the time. I'm always shooting videos. So it's like we do a little bit of extra stuff and it can throw off our programming. So that's why we kind of have to be intuitive. Yep. And I think that's what honestly bit me in the ass because I neglected all those things and I'm like, fuck, I got to stick to the program. Right. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. So like like a good example for me today, my program was I had five, three, one bench, which I did. And then it was um, alternating dumbbell incline press, ring chin ups and some other stuff. And I was like, dude, my shoulders are just sore as fuck from boxing yesterday. I'm going to do parallel push-ups with a slow negative because it felt better. And I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to put a rep on it. I'm just going to do it till it feels good and I have a couple left in the tank. And then I just did a ton of rows, right? So I'm still doing a different press variation at a different volume, but I'm just listening to my body more. And like that, that's a big key. All right, this next one is from Marty. Marty Moore. Marty. I love that guy's name. I'm going to keep, what is it, Marty Mar H or something like that? I just wrote down Marty. Okay. I know it's Marty <laughs> Mar H. Marty McFly. There, there was more to it, but I just wrote I just down Marty. Marty Mar. <laughs> All right. So he says, are there any moves or exercises that you dread or don't want to do, but you continue to do them because you know the results are worth it? I like these kind of questions, man. Like, I love talking science and all that stuff, but I love when people like ask us questions like this, like personal questions, like just random shit like this. But I, I mean, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, I already know what mine is. Go ahead. Hip thrust. You dread hip thrusts? I thrusters? fucking hate hip thrusts. But I give them to every them single to client I have. I, if I write my own program, I like cringe while I'm typing and I'm like, fuck. But I put them in there because I know I have to do them. I just, yeah, I don't know why. I just, man, I just do not like hip thrusts. Exercises that I don't like. I think hip thrusts is one of those ones that you can go pretty heavy with. So I know I have to put more weight on the bar because like, and then it starts like, I don't know. I just, and it's so like dummy proof to me that I can do deadlifts and focus on technique and be happy with it. So so I can save my back. But with, with the hip thrust, it's like, it's hard for me to hurt myself so I can load that shit up and it just, yeah, I just hate it. I don't like, uh. I don't like rack pulls. Really? I don't dread it, but I just, I'd rather do something else. Yeah. I love rack pulls. Like that superset, the rack pull to chin up. Oh, you haven't done uh, FH, uh, FHT, uh, the Dr. John Russin program, the second one. He has a superset. It's like, you end up doing like eight sets after the uh, <laughs> ramp ups, but it's like, uh, I think it's, it, you work up to like a heavy three rack pull. So you go real heavy and then you go right into chin ups, which I thought was dope. My lats yeah. were on fire, but damn, I'm surprised for you on that one. Yeah. I'd rather do block pulls. Than it's, a, it's, it's because I can, I can do pretty much anything in my lats fire. Yeah. So, and, and I just don't like, I just don't like the, the position of it. Right. See, and that's the thing is like, it's it lats were always a hard thing for me to get working. So I enjoy it. Cause it's a, like a cool feeling, but yeah. like, I can get my glutes to fire easily and I just, I don't, I don't enjoy that at all. All right. Next one comes from Nikki and she asks, what's the best way for a female to lean out their lower body? She says that her upper body leans out quickly, but her lower always lacks the definite, the definition that she needs for bikini stage competitions that she does. So really quick, I just want to, I just want to shout her out because she, uh, she shouted us out on uh, Max Shank, his uh, his post. He recently said he was talking about podcasts, and you know he's been he's been uh, he's been advised to start his own podcast, but he's got a lot going on. So for now, he just wants to 
he just wants to jump on other people's podcasts. And she was like, Hey, if you haven't done the mind versus muscle one, you should definitely jump on that one, which we've talked oh. about Max in the past several yeah. times on this, on the show. So, um, he, he will be jumping on the show. I reached out to him. Um, he will be on the shoot, the show hopefully very soon. Um, we still got to knock down some dates, but I would actually love to see from, from the listeners or hear who, uh, who their favorite people are in the industry. Um, so we can reach out to them and hopefully get them on the show and, and, and keep you guys, uh, yeah. you know, fired up. The hardest part isn't ever like people's willingness either. People in this industry are super, they love doing this stuff, right? right. Like the hard part is scheduling. Yeah. Like, cause all of us, like everybody in this industry almost like that people would want are just like yeah. us, like yeah. crazy you have schedules. To, Cause you have to grind in order yeah. to really make it. In, and it's just, in yeah. yeah. And it's just like weird times nonstop. Yeah. Like, but, uh, to answer her question, um, I mean, it's tough because like, as we know, you really can't spot reduce too much, but the best way to do that, because she is, if, if you're getting bikini lean, obviously you're getting to a point where you're extremely lean. My suggestion would be frequency. So I would add some yeah. kind of leg training yeah. to like literally every single session. So if you're training six days a week, whether it's cardio, whatever, do your leg days, you know, two, three times a week. And then on the other days, the upper body days, cardio days, whatever, do some kind of leg. So maybe you just do three sets of 20 squats. So you're getting blood flow to the legs constantly. You're more likely to burn fat in that area if you do so on a frequent basis, but you're also more likely to build muscle, which will give the illusion that you're burning more fat, right? right? So that would be my thing. Nikki, try, try doing like a, so if, I mean, if you wanted to do your legs, for example, um, like a squat hold, like a loaded squat hold with a kettlebell or something like that, for like 30 seconds, like create as much tension as you possibly can. And then immediately after that 30 seconds, you're getting into anywhere from like eight to 12 reps, like controlled reps, not just repping them out. Um, I've done that. And I, actually I had kind of like a, I kind of gave myself a pat on the back cause I've had clients do that. Um, and, and one of my clients in particular, Nate, who has trouble, um, you know, really getting things to fire and, and creating that mind muscle connection. Um, had him do isometric holds and then into squats, right. Or like with a hip thrust and, uh, he's seen a big difference, but that's something that Christian Thibodeau talked about, yeah. um, in the seminar. So it definitely, it definitely works. Um, so give that a shot because like you said, frequency, but like the more tension that you can create yeah. and well, getting things to fire, put the two together, right? Like do the frequency and on those extra days, do exactly what you just right. said. Like that's perfect right. for trying to create blood flow. Um, also the type of, uh, cardio you do, like if you're doing low intensity, do the bike because we know the bike is really quad dominant. We know it's, it's, it implicates a squat pattern. It's safer on your joints. So it's better anyway, but you're going to create more blood flow in your legs than you would say walking, which is just going to be all calves and angles. Have and you stuff. ever Googled or like seen those guys legs, like the Cyclist? tour de France guys? Oh, yeah. oh my shredded. God. <laughs> it's nuts, bro. Fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. And rowers too. Rowers. Jeez. And they, they have huge backs too. Those dudes are beasts. So I only got their Instagram name, but it was Morangino. How do you say it? Moran Morangino. Morangino. M O R A N G I N O was their username. So Dope. I apologize if that's your name or your username. Um, question is, how do you teach engagement of pelvic pelvic floor in transverse abdominal? Any difference if it's a muscle? I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Any, I was about to ask, like, passed over, but then it was the handwriting. I'm like, oh, no. This is the, one of the last ones I scribbled down. Any difference if it's a male or a female client? So, 
Start again. Read it again. Sorry. How do you teach engagement of pelvic floor and transverse abdominal? Okay. So how do you, uh, it's kind of like the connection, right. right? So like, how do you, how do you create that signal? Um, positioning is going to be huge. First of all, um, I, I found like engagement of both of those really st- comes to breathing properly. Like I've yet to find anybody who can really and those are kind of two different things in a way like with the pelvic floor like i have never found anybody who can really strengthen that or learn how to do so properly without doing breathing drills yeah so i was just gonna say i don't think you did uh the durability um course with uh when john wolf came no, right no, no. so I was out of town. yeah so when we were going through a lot of different movements and we were uh so and, and a lot of it was just like the joint by joint movement um, and you know, we were doing like, uh, uh, flexion and an extension of, of the hips. Right. And the way that like he cued it, right. It was kind of like, you know, tuck, like when we were, um, yeah. So he said, so tuck your hips, like tuck your tailbone, think about tucking your tailbone, like underneath your, underneath your shoulders. Right. And like, you know, creating the proud chest, you know, exhale, tuck your hips under. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was a completely different feeling, uh, at that point. But that kind of brings me to my next point, which is like, do things slow and deliberate so you can feel everything or right? Holds. instead of trying to load it up and, and think that that's going to force you into mm-hmm. a good pattern, um, or something like that. I, I, I know that that's been thrown out there, um, a lot. I'm a big fan of doing things body weight first, getting getting the client um, to uh, to really feel like what it is that they that needs to be happening when they do load it up. Um, but so just doing like those those little pelvic exercises. I mean, they do a lot with like maces, club bells, and stuff like that. But it all comes down to the foundation, right? And like so when we went through like the the joint by joint movements. Um, you know, just cueing the breathing, like you said, um, and just moving slow and deliberately through that pattern. And then things start to fire, right? You create that mind muscle connection. And then that's when we started getting into the maces and the club bells and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's a cue I use a lot too, is I tell them, uh, bring your uh, tailbone to your belly button. So like pull the rib cage down and tuck your tailbone. But like, if you can bring, you think about tucking your tailbone towards your belly button, you automatically get in that posterior tilt and that's going to help a lot. So simple exercises would be 90 degree breathing. So feet up on the wall with your knees at a 90 degree angle, low back on the floor, kind of tuck your tailbone up, start just breathing through your low belly. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's these breathing drills where you can, I was telling Michael about it yesterday where you just exhale. So I know Jason Frugia does, he either said a hundred or 500. That's what he does in the morning. And he just, it's literally just, and you're just exhaling as many times as you can without breathing back in. Um, and then you obviously breathe back in, you do it again. So you do a certain amount of breaths that helps a lot. Um, even things like hip thrust, right? So get up into a hip thrust, body weight, hip thrust, tuck your tailbone, pull your rib cage down, uh, try to bring your belly button towards your tailbone and then exhale and practice that breathing in that position, right? So getting comfortable in those positions is going to be the biggest thing. Um, and then working the transverse abdominus, that's kind of just, it's going to come down to 
first doing everything else we we talked about because that stuff that helps strengthen your pelvic floor is going to bring a better mind muscle connection to every part of your abs your obliques uh, all of your abdominals your transverse abdominus everything so if you can work on that you're going to be better off and i think that's that's the big thing is just finding that that mind muscle connection anytime you can get in a posterior tilt you're going to be better off though i think that's the big mm -hmm. big takeaway um you like i wrote a blog for um the personal training trainer development center like last week i think it got published and it's called uh they titled it for me i can't remember it was something about core so go check it out because it literally breaks down every type of core training it has a pyramid of importance of like what you need to focus on and then it gives cues it gives demo videos there's a lot in breathing so it's a really really good article if you want to go like dive deep into the core training across the board all right final question from jack murray oh he says Will extends actually make me bigger? With an eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Murray. Jack Murray. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack be asking about his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Yo, that was hey, that's why he's the favorite on here. That was Man, crazy. that was quick. I didn't know you were so witty. That's got to be an intro. Man, that's impressive. <laughs> that's got to yeah. be the intro. That was nice. Yo, that was crazy. Good work, This man. episode of Mind vs. Muscle is brought to you by Extents. <laughs> Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Time to think about your dick. <laughs> by Extents. Oh, Jesus. Uh, interesting question. I don't know, man. Jack, I'm not um, much of a supplement guy. I mean, maybe try some horny goat weed. You can get that. Uh, At like Lake Stores. Yeah, 7 Eleven. <laughs> yeah. A little bit cheaper. Yeah. But since this, is a this, bleh, since this is a fitness podcast. Since <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost said something really mean, but I won't say it. Uh,. But you can naturally increase your libido. I don't know if it it improves or or has a difference on your uh, on your size or not. But um, maybe just your ability to uh, yeah. But get I mean, erection. actually, you know what? Um, you ever seen that guy? He's on YouTube. He has like over a million followers. He just does like he does like the People of Walmart episode five and all those different things. I think his name's Joe. Something. It's hella funny. So he has uh, he has one like called like eight facts about vaginas and then he has one called eight facts about penises. And one of the things is he's like, it's a legit thing. Like if you don't use it, you lose it. So like, that's, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, doesn't it really just come down to like hormone? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if your libido's low, yeah, you're not going to use yeah. it. And if you use it, they said, dude, you can like lose, like it was like three quarters of an inch of size. If you don't like Jeez. over like a course of a couple of years, isn't that crazy? Man. So the point is, is don't diet yourself to shit. Don't, yeah. Uh, do train because that's going to boost your uh, that hormone and everything. So I think that's important, man. And use it. <laughs> and use it as much as you can. Just don't pay for it. Feel bad for people. Nah, it's okay. Do it. Come on, man. We're, we're not have, you, have you seen those, you those artificial, artificial like vaginas? Like a like a like it's like light? a it's like a like a flashlight or a pocket. No, it's like or? dude, it's no, it's like it's like a mold that looks pocket like pussy? no, it's like a mold that looks like a butt, 
right? Oh, There's, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, it's an actual, like, whole lower yeah, body. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw this on Facebook, right? Like, it's crazy, bro. It's, and it's, like, I guess it's, like, a couple thousand. I don't know. Yeah, but, dude, uh, like, but um, it's not that, like, I looked into it or anything, <laughs> but... They got black ones. They got they got it on Amazon. They got light but, I mean, skin ones. They got yeah. They got redheads. Really? I mean, yeah, Damn, they, it's that legit. Yeah, they got it all, and they're hell expensive. Apparently, it feels like the real thing. Well, I went to like Lovers that store like a few years ago, and I remember like seeing a big box, and they had like it, one in there, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, that's weird. That's crazy. I bet the. I, I mean, imagine the people who are buying like. The demographic of people who are buying that, but we right? don't want to lose any listeners right now. Well, man, I'm you know I'm curious if you have one, please let me know because I'm interested to give you like a psychological evaluation. <laughs> like, like imagine, interested? well, imagine, imagine, right? Like if if that is your relationship for <laughs> mean shit for a few years, like fucking hey, I couldn't even imagine that. Like you've seen I Am Legend, right? With Will Smith, mm-hmm. like. He's trying to talk to a dummy because he hasn't had any like human interaction yeah. for a long, and he's just going crazy. Like that's what I, you know, what I mean, like that's what I imagine those people are kind of. I, I could be wrong. Let me know if you're a completely normal person See, and is, you work at Boeing or something. But this is this is but, why we have the three personalities. You're the asshole. I'm the nice guy. Oh, most definitely. Michael, uh, Michael no, the, no, 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 what? no, no. I think everybody here is an asshole. We're just assholes in different ways. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I'm yeah, definitely sure. a little bit more vocal about it. Yeah. Absolutely, but in a joking manner, like you know, Michael's not an asshole. I'm, the I'm, go off. I'm, I'm more open-minded. <laughs> Michael was like slowly trying to turn off the mic while we were talking about this. <laughs> he's like, no. I mean, you know, edit it out if you want. I I'm mean, just, you know, he's, I'm just, he's got the power. You know, we're just yeah. No, this is that's why you're that guy, man. That's why you're the favorite. Not, not that guy. You know, I'm not saying that you have an artificial. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, God. Oh man, I love the podcast. Thank you for Don't that. Uh, thank you for that question, Jack. Yeah, Jack. It was only on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Same am- day shipping. The Amazon button <laughs> broke mine. <laughs> Need a new one. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's All right. That's a wrap. Deuces. Boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow-along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that.